Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Carolina Aponte is the CEO of Caja Holdings. Her business provides outsourced bookkeeping and fractional CFO services to multi-million dollar companies, law firms, and diverse small businesses, including local CPA firms and nonprofit organizations. Carolina began her accounting career working on manual ledgers for a Miami law firm. She graduated from Nova Southeastern University with a degree in business management. Afterwards, she climbed the corporate ladder at a thriving accounting software company until she moved to North Carolina with her family. There, she used her extensive understanding of tax code, accounting, and business management to start her small consulting company to provide clients practical and effective internal accounting and tax reporting solutions. Wow, Carolina, that's a lot and a mouthful for me, but I welcome you to our show. This is Nurture Small Business Podcast, and it is a delight to have you here today. Thank you, Denise. I know that was quite a mouthful, uh, but thank you for inviting me. Uh, This is a pleasure, and I look forward to our conversation. Now, you and I have known each other for a while, and I know that you have many, many awards that you have won during your career, as well as you're a graduate of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So given my humble beginnings uh, in this country, I feel very honored to have received this award and to be recognized by my peers. It's an amazing validation of my professional choices. but. Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small businesses is definitely at the top of my list as a a great achievement. And to tell you that I was in total shock, it was an understatement when I got accepted into the program. You see, as an accountant who deals with numbers all the time, I just kept thinking, what are the odds that out of 30 (laughs) million small businesses in America, mine gets chosen to go into this amazing program. (laughs) Well, I know for sure you deserved it. So you mentioned in this country, where are you from? So I was born in Venezuela, Caracas, Venezuela, and I came to the United States the first go around at 13 um, with the only word I knew in English was yes. And then I came from a small school for that had probably about 100 students to a public school in Miami with over 3,000 kids. So that was a total cultural shock. I was just going to say culture shock, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I learned English um, the first time around. And then I went back to my country for, you know, different reasons. And then the second time around, I came at the age of 20 and I've been here since. Wonderful. Well, I'm certainly glad you're here and that I have gotten an opportunity to get to know you. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the tax planning because we're encroaching upon that season right now. And some people are proactive working at it and others are sitting back waiting to the last minute. I'm sure you're aware. What what are the things that you would go ahead and advise your uh, business owners so that they can change their tax situation 
and you are correct. This we are starting the season. Uh, we're starting to get the phone calls of the same clients we've had over years asking the same questions they ask every year. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not surprising. I would say you that must be very patient. <laughs> it's, it, it comes with the profession. There's no other choice. <laughs> so although it's important to you know pay all that is legally owed to the tax authorities, nobody has to pay extra taxes if if you do the right things. And so one of the things that uh, we advise clients is to one plan. You you can't really plan for the future if you don't know what is going on today. So you have to have a system in place to know what your finances are, whether it's on the business side or on the personal side. You know, having a check register is not enough. You need to know exactly where the money's coming from and where the money's going to make sure that you're accounting for everything and be able to then determine, you know, whether you're making a profit or not and if there's going to be a tax liability or not. And you shouldn't you shouldn't do that at the, you know, at the last minute. It should be an ongoing process throughout the entire year so that it makes it easier for you. The other thing I recommend is you know, not just having the system and making sure that you plan but that you review and that you review your information, your data, not just by yourself, but that you do it with a professional, whether it's a tax advisor or a financial planner, but that you review your information so that you make sure that you are looking at the correct uh, numbers. Sometimes a second pair of eyes can see something that you would miss because we, you're seeing the same thing over and over again. And we, come, we as humans, we block things out. So when you get a second pair of eyes, then somebody can say, hey, wait a minute, what about this? So that's the review part that I recommend. And then the last thing is you need to execute a plan, right? So not just have a plan, but execute it. And that means you should keep an eye on your financials. You should consider whether you're going up or down on what you expect it to be, your, your income to be, so that you make uh, quarterly estimated tax payments to both state and federal governments, and that you make adjustments as needed instead of waiting until tax time. So I believe what I just heard you say was write it down, record it, plan it, execute it. That's right. <laughs> and so the people who are asking you the questions now are, are largely operating in reactive mode. And so those who are truly planners and being proactive, they're asking questions instead of about, oh, what do I need for last year's taxes, 2020? They're asking questions about how do I minimize my tax liability for 2021? What are some of, some of the things, some of the conversations you've had around that? Uh, absolutely. And those are the clients that we absolutely love to work with because obviously they have growth mindsets, right? They are considering the future instead of, you know, what happened in the past. So one of the things that we talk about is, okay, let's look what happened in the past, not just the past year, maybe the past three years. Let's look at those numbers. And then what is it that um, you have in store for the new year? What are your goals for your sales, for example? You know, what, what is your anticipated sales for, you know, 2021? 
And then, you know, are you planning on hiring or are you planning on, you know, cutting down expenses? Let's take a look at how those numbers would look like if everything goes well. And then based on that, we create the projections for the year so that you are proactively looking and comparing your actual versus your budgeting or projections. And this way, when you do this on a quarterly basis, you are ahead of the game. You already know how you're going to end up and what you need to do in order to get to the finish line. I really, really like that. It's mindset comes up so often in my podcasts and I would have never applied it to accounting and specifically taxes. But you're right. That forward thinking is a shift, is a complete and utter shift. Interesting. So the big questions, COVID, oh my goodness, has been a hot mess. And <laughs> there has been a ton of legislation. And I would dare say that the average business owner doesn't have a clue what that means on each iteration that comes out. Can you just talk a little bit about that and how that will affect small business owners specifically relating to their taxes? Yes. So I I would say stimulus packages have been a whirlwind for the past few months, Um, especially for my industry, because we are sort of the front line for small businesses, right? So we have had to keep up, digest, translate, all that comes from, you know, the government so that our clients are able to make the right decisions and apply for the loans and, and everything that comes with it. So it has been a bit exhausting, but the, the good news is that once you've done something like this, the second time around, now that we have a second stimulus, we know what we're looking for. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> so it makes it a little, the, the, the catastrophe of the first uh, part uh, has made it easier for the second part. But I would say, you know, sort of the most anticipated components um, of, of, the, of this second um, stimulus is, you know, at the individual level, people are getting $600, you know, uh, if, if the earnings were under $75,000. If, if they had filed their taxes, they already got it via direct deposit. If not, they're getting it via checks or they can apply for the credits when they Mine file. showed up in my 2020. account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine showed up. In, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what happens when you file your taxes. Then, then, then everything just flows real easy, right? But if you didn't for whatever reason or you, you know, maybe you had to file an extension or something, else, you are able to get those credits back when you file your 2020 taxes. So that's a big change and certainly is going to help a lot of people. So I feel, you know, pretty good about that aspect of the, of the legislation. And then the part that affects uh, or impacts businesses is that you, you do get a second round of PPP loans. So if you at any given quarter of 2020, your gross uh, revenue dropped by at least 25%, then you qualify for the second round of PPP funds. And that is certainly going to help many businesses, uh, especially the ones that are in the retail and in the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. which were the most you know, hardest impact because of the closures of the locations. So, so that's a, a, a great component. The other part that it's really good news 
is that to apply for the forgiveness of the first round, $150,000. If you got less than that, then you use a simple form and you don't have to jump through hoops, which was the original plan which had our all of our clients completely in a mental, you know, state of panic of having to fill out all this paperwork and 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 then for the banks not to know what to do with it. When is um, the deadline for filing that? So you have 10 months after the fa- after the last use of the funds. So so if you used the money that you received for the PPP loan, let's say in April, of 2020, you have 10 months from that, from April to apply for your forgiveness. So people are still within the, a reasonable amount of time to apply for it. That makes sense. That makes sense. And and then I would say the other part of that, it's extremely important. And it's the really good news for small businesses who lost so much money is that the PPP loan and the EIDL funds are non-taxable. So you don't it's you don't have to declare it as income and you can deduct all the payroll expenses you use that money for. So that's extremely valuable, especially with businesses that have lost so much money. Yeah, my heart nearly dropped out when I thought it was taxable. I was like, oh my goodness, I had not planned for that. <laughs> we, we, kept, we kept telling our clients, just please hold, don't panic, just hold. There's going to be legislation. I, I know I belong to an organization who, who had a seat at the table. So we knew that was being negotiated. We knew that that was something that was going to be part of a second package. Mm-hmm. So we kept telling our clients, just just hold don't rush, don't panic. You know, there's, there's still time. And, and, you know, uh, it finally came through at the, at the very end, but it did. (laughs) But it did. And that's, what's important. So ending on that very positive note, Carolina, not related to tax planning. I understand you just wrote a book. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, it's one of those things uh, uh, trying to 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 get a second career because if this accounting gig doesn't work out for me, I gotta have something else, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always the multi gig economy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of my published book, Pave Your Own Way: Thirteen Skills to Create Your Professional Success. I share anecdotes. I share personal stories of my upbringing and my journey as an immigrant to the United States as well as tips and opportunities to for the reader to really consider how they can develop and strengthen their own skills to create their the lifestyle they want. It doesn't have to be a business. It can be a career. I mean, I started as an accounting clerk and I became the controller for the company. So it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just what do you want to do with your life and what kind of mindsets you need to have in order to achieve it. Very good. Very good. Now, where can people both find the book and you after our podcast? Absolutely. So for accounting services, our website is kajaholdings.com. That's C-A-J-A holdings.com. And for the book, it is my name, Carolina Aponte, 
amazon.com or at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's available in both locations online. And on Amazon, it's available on the Kindle version, uh, not just on the paperback. So if you don't want to carry the book, you can get it on the digital version. Awesome. Lots of options. You know, we always love options. <laughs> well, Carolina, it has been a pleasure to chat with you today. I wish you much success with your book, and I appreciate all the helpful tips you gave to our listeners about taxes. Thank you. And I look forward to continuing working with you and your team. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.